Hello and welcome to The Great Idea, a podcast where we talk about creative ideas uh, and why we like them, why we think they're great, uh, and hopefully you'll think they're great too, but maybe you won't and that's fine. Uh, I suppose that's the essence of an idea. Toby, how are you? I'm very good, thanks James. Excellent. It's another Wednesday night uh, and we've got a new guest with us today, someone we're very excited to have on. Uh, We have uh, Abby Robinson here. Abby, hello. Hello, very excited to be here guys. Um, I'm Abby Robinson. I work at the creative agency Adam and Eve DDB. I've been there nearly five years, and the last campaign I did, for anyone who knows, it was the Waitress and Partners Christmas stuff at the end of last year. Abby, great to have a proper advertising person here, by the way. So, the first one we were going to talk about is Paddy Power's Rodri Giggs <laughs> ad. If you haven't seen it, I implore that you go and watch this on YouTube ASAP. Um, but basically, Ryan Giggs' brother, Rodri, has been unveiled as the face of Paddy Power's campaign for rewards instead of loyalty. Um, it involves loads of not at all subtle references to the pair's fallout. Um, it makes light of Ryan Giggs' eight-year affair with his brother's now ex-wife um, and follows Rodri around Wales as he describes why loyalty gets you nowhere. And you should live for rewards instead. Oh. What do we think about this video? God, it's good. <laughs> you kind of watch it and you're like, I can't believe this is happening and they've done this. And it goes on and on. And every moment you just think, yep, she's popped out. He said she's popped out and they need milk. And we you do just need think, milk. They do need milk this time. It's just so on brand for Fanny Power and for the, you know, the people they're trying to get to. It's an absolute <sighs> gift of an ad. I, I love it. <laughs> It's so, it's so good. I just, I feel like, because I think they've changed agencies recently and I, I must admit, I, di- I really didn't love the whole campaign, like the sing, like, you know, the kind of re- rehashing the songs. It just, it just didn't resonate with me and I saw this and was like, yes, brilliant. Like it's, it's just, you're, you kind of, you know, it's one of those things you watch kind of like with your hands in front of your, you can't, you're kind of cringing as you're watching it, but it's so brilliant. But also I don't think you even have to be a football fan to like it. There yeah, are so many girls at work who know the story from the men online sidebar of shame who watch this because they've heard the gossip and they just want to see what's actually happened as a result of it. Agreed. Yeah. So no, beyond, beyond my, my personal love for this, just because it's so entertaining, I think getting into it, as Abby, as you said, right on brand, you know, they're known, that Paddy Power is known for being so close to the line, uh, for saying things that other brands won't, and this is right in there. Um, also, I think, importantly, Paddy Power's best stuff is kind of when the punters are in on the joke, I think. Mm. Um, so, for example, one thing which springs to mind was when they did their, I think it was before the Brazil, the Brazil World Cup, so for four or five years ago, kind of that we've given the Amazon a, we've, we've waxed the Amazon and the Photoshop, everyone was, it didn't go down that well. I feel like people were a bit like, oh, what, you've done that? Oh, it, oh, it's a joke, like, because the joke was kind of at their expense. Whereas I think this one, it's kind of like, gather around, let's all have a, a good giggle mm-hmm. together, which I think is really important. I yeah. agree. I, don't, I think there was also one with a polar bear where there was like a red cross painted on it and Someone like Cardi B tweeted, who's Paddy Power? Who has done this? <laughs> Sometimes when the, like, the object of fun is, it, it, is something like less controversial than someone like Ryan Giggs, who cheated mm. on his brother's wife for eight years, which we can all agree makes him yeah, a, a very shit, clear. then it's, it, it's, like, it's less easy to get behind. But this one, 100% behind 
the object of fun. Yeah, Rodri's our kind of goody hero. There's yeah. a very clear-cut goody and baddie in this. He's he's brilliant in it as well. He just... We were discussing, like, smirking isn't easy. <laughs> no. Like, you kind of... Like, if I try, kind, of, kind of try to smirk, it's kind of weird. It's not that easy to look natural and smirk. And he's brilliant. And also, I mean, you know, again, the PR hat goes on. Obviously killed it in, in earned media. Like, you know, the, the ad comes out. Every paper writes on it. So that's, you know, you're from, you're from that perspective, you're thinking, great, earned coverage. Haven't had to pay for that. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, and I, in that respect, I know so it's VCCP who made it. Mm. Um, and I know their their tagline is is basically like populating culture. You know, we're about, not about making ads that's going to win awards. We're about making ads that will really resonate in culture. And I, I definitely think this falls into that bracket. Like, you know, look at myself. I'm a member of various WhatsApp groups that are based on football. It's been out on YouTube for two hours and it's appeared on two or three of my different WhatsApp groups. Have you seen this? Yeah. And that's just a perfect example, I think, of that, yeah, permeating culture. But, the, but in terms of creativity as well, you know, the details in it, like the poster in the pub that we were talking about, yeah. to the name of the pub, it's very, it's very well observed. There are lots of little moments that you might not see the first time, but when you watch again, they've put so many little Easter eggs of what actually went on that you might not pick up on on first viewing. Completely agree. Like the city mug that he's holding. <laughs> or the like, headline on the, on the Southern yeah. newspaper. Yeah. It's just class. Yeah, and it's... The, the scripting is actually amazing as well. Like, it's not just sort of a like, quickly cobbled together situation. They've really thought about that. Mm. Peter? Yeah. Not anymore. Champagne <laughs> yeah. for me. Uh, and um, oh. another little thing I loved is, is, is how, like, you know, it's. I, I suppose when you look at it, you think, "Oh, where can we take this from here?" And one immediate, you know, it's so good in terms of the. While while obviously the the, the Rodri gigs thing is brilliant, the the broader campaign of of you know, it's about rewards, not loyalty, is actually really versatile. One example: a couple of days after, I bet they couldn't believe their luck. Declan Rice, um, you know, young young footballer who's played for. He's played for the you know the young Northern Ireland teams. It's, uh, sorry, Ireland teams his whole life. Declares he's going to play in senior football for England. First thing Paddy Power do, as Declan Rice will show us, loyalty will get you nowhere. Live for rewards. It's like if you actually for a moment look beyond the, the specific kind of manifestation of this and Roger Giggs, it's a really nice strap line. Um, so yeah, no, re- really, really like that. I actually saw that um, when when they found out about. Uh, Declan Rice moving over to England. They tweeted something like, Declan Rice is a rotter. He's let us all down the garden park with this screenshot of all the times he's played for Ireland. And then loads of people started tweeting them the picture of Rodri being like, loyalty is dead, live for awards. And they had to be like, fair enough. Yeah. So it's great to see them then seeing their joke used against them and turning that into effective, reactive posts. Yeah. Um, and I think another thing we liked was so I remember I, I saw it and I know so I just probably I'd, I'd, I'd read the article an article in the Sun Rodri Gig, Giggs essentially seemingly offering an olive branch to Ryan about how he wanted to <laughs> wanted to bury the hatchet and then obviously you see this ad bland two days later and you're like lol lol he doesn't want to bury the hatchet at all but Toby we, we were talking about kind of where that's been placed, kind of the, the thoughts behind it, and I know you had some good thoughts on on the it appeared in the start. Yes, yeah, I actually think for me this is one of the best things about it is that 
the, the store ran this piece that you're talking about a few days beforehand. Um, but with a credit to Paddy Power and with a credit to this new campaign that they've got coming up. But the, like you said, the focus was sort of, sort of from a showbiz angle um, of gossip, Roger wants to get back in Ryan's good books, blah, 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 blah. Um, but actually that makes you wonder whether that was an active placement, whether Paddy Power thought ahead of time, we have this incredibly shareable, banging piece of content to come out in a few days, but maybe Rodri's fallen off the radar a bit, why don't we place him with some national outlets yeah. and see if that makes him a bit more newsworthy ahead of a moment where you can drop a big campaign around him. If that was, um, yeah, if that was active and purposeful, then that's class forward planning, in my opinion. Absolutely. And actually, I mean, with all due respect to the star, chuffed to forget coverage in the star, I... Uh, I would have thought. I don't know. I would have thought if you're if you're offering Roger Giggs out for an interview, you know the likes of the Star, the Sun, the Mail, Mirror. I would have thought to talk about patching up with Ryan. I would have thought they'd have bitten your hand off. And then in the end, obviously, the Star ran a great piece, and the Sun did a follow. So you know, maybe someone's got a bit of a bollocking from their editor, being like, "Why haven't we run this piece originally?" I don't know. That's just kind of a side thought. I've yeah. Had. Yeah. I, I think it's. I think it's brilliant. I think it's ballsy. I think it's exactly where Paddy Power need to be. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of it. I feel like it really is completely different to what we see from other betting ads as well, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. That's a huge point of difference for this in that I'm already bored of lads, 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 and everybody from, from Labrooks appearing in yeah. the halftime or uh, the sort of generic see the next top scorer odds on screen now type stuff. Yeah. This is a really nice point of difference to generic, boring or annoying adverts that betting ads have out. And it's, it, it makes Paddy Power memorable. Yeah, Ray Winston threatening me into placing bets <laughs> up at halftime. <laughs> exactly. These are your odds now. Oh. But we've seen that for like the last four years or whatever. So it's mm. nice to see something a bit different and a bit shocking. Um, and actually tying into something that you said before mm. in terms of it spreads out of Abbey, it, it spreads out of the necessary audiences. Um, it, it's, a, it's ultimately sort of a showbiz campaign. It's not yeah, it's it's football related, but it's, it's, it's coming off the back of what is a showbiz story and that relates to that star piece as well. So that must be nice new ground for Paddy Power who are normally trying to shock in a loosely sporting environment. Yeah, agreed. So, I think it's three thumbs up here for that, mm -hmm. for that campaign, isn't it? Yeah. Um, ding, ding, ding. So, Abby, yeah. you've, you've brought us a, a, a festival of, of creative delights. What it's is like it? the opposite, at the opposite end of the spectrum of the populist Faddy Bauer. Um, it's now for the Cognac Hennessy XO. It's called Seven Worlds. Um, so it's Ridley Scott's return to advertising after about 15 years to direct this four-minute-long piece uh, about the Hennessy. And it's, it's basically this epic visual journey that goes through the seven flavour notes and depicts each of them as a short, 30-second-long, different visual world. The lines, every drop's an odyssey. And it's just visually astonishing. It's just the craft that's gone into it is astounding. It's a beautiful piece of film. Yeah, it's bonkers. It's absolutely it's bonkers. bonkers. <laughs> um, well, Abby, when you when you kind of said to us, yeah, this is what I want to talk about, I watched it and was 
aghast. <laughs> I actually watched it silently at first because the speaker off my computer is broken at work. So then I went back for a second viewing with sounds, and I, I still wasn't prepared for what was gonna mm. what was gonna what was gonna hit me. Yeah, um, as, as a lifelong Ridley Scott fan, it's, I mean, there's Alien in it, there's Prometheus, there's Blade Runner. It draws on all his sensibilities, all his hallmarks, kind of audio, the, the visual landscapes he creates are just, it's just the, the atmosphere in it as well is just incredible. Mm. It's, it's just a really, really, and I don't think we see, you know, going back to Paddy Power and that sort of pop culture popular style of advertising, I don't feel I see that much now of these big four-minute blockbusters which are you know, pretty self-indulgent in how amazingly beautiful they are. And artist- it feels like something that actually you see more of with you know, the brands of fashion and alcohol with when you have things like Wes Anderson's H&M stuff or when Spike Jones did um, the Kenzo thing. It's, it's brands like that which have the most license, I think, to put this much artistic integrity into their own product. But yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right in the in the yeah the kind of higher higher end. Like you can tell, for example, a, a fragrance advert a mile off when it comes yeah. on. You're just like, oh, load of random shots, no narrative. Yeah, it yeah, must yeah. be a fragrance. The Lacoste one, with yeah. the alligator who's playing tennis or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> Kiara Knightley driving a boat. Yeah, no. Um, no, I know. No, yeah, I, I agree. It, it, it is it is amazing. Like I, I did find myself captivated actually when I watched it, and as you said. In terms of the films, there's the bit with the big, massive gold men. I'm not doing, I'm, I'm not doing it justice to anyone listening. Mm. Is it's more than massive gold men, but it, it does. It's really. I was like Prometheus. Yeah. Like Prometheus and. But they're interesting as well because you know they're going to do. I think they put 60 seconds in the the Oscars, and I, I'm sure it's not a mistake that those gold men look very much like the statues from the Academy Awards. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's an intentional link between the two. Yeah, we were talking, the, the Oscars spot was something I was going to ask. So Variety seemed to reckon that a 30-second spot it, during the Oscars costs you between $1.8 and $2.2 million. That's like loads and loads mm. of money. Mm. Um, and I guess the difference between the two videos is with, with the Paddy Power one, you're like amazingly shareable, like you were saying. Everyone wants to be in on the joke and show off to their mates about having seen one footballer dig out another one. Um, whereas this one is so much more cultivated. It's mm. like a celebration of craft. It's ridiculous visuals, but maybe not as much as shareable. So I'd be interested to ask you where mm. you think the the return on investment is in between Paddy Power, who have probably paid Roger Giggs a few quid and then filled it in a park, versus the Hennessy... Yeah. seven different worlds for seven different tastes approach yeah I feel like all alcohol brands are sort of in this cultural capital arms race we're all trying to be the cool brand so if you go to the bar with your mates and I order a Hennessy my friends think I'm cool because I've ordered that alcohol brand so like I don't think they're expecting to see sales go through the roof and it's a it's quite a premium expensive brand so I don't think that's what they will see as success for it. I think it's a long-term, it's a long-term brand building piece for them. You know, they want to, they're establishing themselves as the equity of Ridley Scott and all the high, high profile filmography that entails. They're associating themselves with the Oscars and that exclusive and elusive world of celebrity culture. I think they're just trying to pave the way and do what they can to set themselves apart from other alcohol brands to be seen as the brand that people want to be associated with and feel cool and good about themselves when they order. 
Yeah, I must admit. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not. I don't really like cognac. At the end mm. of it, I was like, mm, could do with a glass mm. of that, I suppose. You know, if someone were to offer it to me, I wouldn't say no. Serve me that honey space juice that you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the honey. Yeah, the the original. Um, Elixir, if you'll call it, from the mm. opening scene, does look delicious. So it does. <laughs> it looks delicious. Um, and I can only assume that is actually how they make it. They <laughs> venture into far-off worlds. That's what the space race is about. <laughs> there's a reason There's a reason why Russian vodka is made out of potatoes and American liquor is made out of the space juice. They got, the Americans got to the moon first and the, the, rich, the rich juice that it contained. And it's also, you know, I feel we see... There's so much short from stuffy content. I just thought it was interesting that they went out there and just put out this four-minute piece. It's um, They do that classic thing of you do find out, they do mention Hennessy in the first couple of seconds, and they do lead of the facts to Ridley Scott film, which will keep you there. But they aren't afraid to put out a long piece of content to get engagement with as opposed to, you know, the FMCG six-second snappy bite yeah. size. I was chatting to someone at work today who said, we live in a culture where we either... Um, snack or we binge which I think is so true like I, I went on Netflix and watched five hours of Bandersnatch we you know we I think are but I think we're, we're we, and we binge box sets now like I think videos are so easy to watch that actually people don't always shy away from longer content it's it's not like you have to be in a, a sedentary place to see it I can be watching that four minute ad on my commute on my way to work if I want to it's it's not difficult to binge on long, long content if the content's good enough to binge on. Yeah, and actually, you saying that um, makes me think of. I mean, it's a very, it's a different style of advert, but the Volvo truck adverts that they did, and there was a really famous one with Jean Claude Van Damme, who did the splits. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. again, like obviously, and, and they did a whole series of those. To, mm. to show, I remember there was one when there was a hamster. Uh, basically they turn the steering wheel into a hamster wheel and a hamster running on it turn the truck you know but mm. it's it, similar in that they were really well made very well shot adverts that were long like you couldn't mm. yeah they were long ads but for various reasons this one's kind of drawn you in you know for it's kind of it's it's, it's, it's glamour and, it, and it's mm. and it's artistry whereas that was more entertaining but yeah and they did well they did well they were really I'm just kind of laughing a bit at the idea of going back to what I said about the Paddy Power advert appearing on a What's that group? The idea of me being like, oh, lads, look at this, and sharing the Hennessy advert. Yeah, yeah. sort of everyone, lads, look at this advert. Everyone kind of being like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's quite mm. nice, I suppose. Um, but no, as you said, it serves a very different purpose, doesn't mm. it? Also, really recommend, um, since you shared this with me, it went on mm. a bit of a, a rabbit hole search, and they've got like behind the scenes interviews with Ridley Scott, who gives this whole talk about how he thinks advertising should be entertainment now, mm. which is a, a really interesting take on things from a movie director. Um, and it gives you this amazing perception of exactly how difficult it was to record mm. uh, in terms of the level of special effects they had to lay over and the size of the studios that they used to record this. Um, it's a proper piece of work, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, production processes are tricky at the best of times when you've got both an advertising agency, a client, and also, you know, such a well-established director who I'm sure wants to have complete creative control over everything. Getting yeah. something like this made is no small task. And the amount of people working on it, the amount of time, the amount of, there are, you know, seven whole different worlds in it, each, each of which I'm sure took so much craft in their own regard. So even getting this off the ground must have been a huge challenge for everyone involved. It's, it's such an accomplished piece of work. Agreed.
I mean, I'm dying to know how much Ridley Scott was paid to make this advert. <laughs> I would like yeah. to know. <laughs> I will submit a freedom of information request <laughs> to have that published. One of the lads in the behind the scenes was talking about how he spent loads of time on R&D about the clouds, and I was like, oh, God, what a good day. What a good day. R&D into clouds. Yeah, guys, don't, don't bother me today. I'm deep into R&D. <laughs> <laughs> Albie, thanks for bringing that to us. I think we think that's class. So that brings us on to the last little segment of, of our of our pod, AOB. AOB, the bit where we kind of just chuck in everything else that we want to kind of mention and, and briefly discuss that we don't necessarily want to have an extended conversation about. You know, of course, inspired by this the segment of client meetings where you get to AOB and you think you're done. You think you're there and then it ends up being the longest of any section on the agenda because everyone suddenly realised... It's a good way of... Cu- AOB is a good way of actually covering for a mistake of leaving something off the agenda. <laughs> Which oh, oh I, yeah, no, there was something actually. There was something I was supposed to add into the agenda, but I forgot it, but I'm going to pass it off as AOB. But I assure you, these bits of AOD, AOB are planned. We haven't forgotten anything. So, first bit, it's going to be a, lo- a, a lightning round of our... Of, I mean, last week it was Valentine's Day. Yes, it was. It's a dream for PRs. It's a naturally occurring moment in the consumer calendar. Uh, you know, people, journalists are gagging to write about it, or, or, or so we think. Uh, so we're going to go through a load of the stuff that we saw, and it's going to, we're giving ourselves a limit. We're not going to discuss any of them for more than 30 seconds, and it's going to be a quick yes or no. Um, so we're going to start from now. First one up uh, is the TGI Friday's Table Together. Uh, we've got 30 seconds. Let's go. Awful. Two minutes of my life never getting back. Don't hate it. <laughs> Tables <laughs> move. <laughs> Interesting dynamic. Don't hate it. I, um, I'm more with Abby on this one. I didn't love it. Uh, I just thought the video didn't... The concept, this is... My TGI Friday's video wasn't great. It's a no from me. It didn't yeah. get loads of coverage either. So it's two no's and, yeah. a, and a kind of a, a uh, from, from toes. Oh, no. Fair enough. Uh, next up, the Ford Smart Bed. So, yes. Quickly to explain, so, so quickly. Um, it, uh, Ford for Valentine's Day brought out a bed that it uses the technology that keeps the car on the road. So when you have, like, a partner that comes across your side of the bed, it, like, flips them back. Love it. Yeah, they've got no place at Valentine's Day, but they're shoving themselves in there, like, hats off to Ford. Do think it's great. Definitely don't think it's real. Really don't care either way. Like, amazing piece of video content. Ah, yeah, it's three big thumbs up. Love that, love that. (laughs) You should Google it if you haven't seen it. It's incredible. Uh, KFC. Uh, Are they actually launching this? Basically, they put this photo of a rug, which is the kernel, um, on Reddit for users to like edit and amend as much as they want with a view to winning, I think it's loads of dates or loads of chicken or something like that. Yeah, it's free um, merch, I think. It's merch yeah. of some sort. Chicken over dates any day of the week. Free stuff. But basically, it's a Reddit image editing competition. Um, for me, I thought it was class. Yeah, KFC do great work. They did the gravy candles earlier this year. And, really? you know, I think Reddit's a really interesting channel to launch in. Their reach is massive. Um yeah, and as I said, we know nerds love chicken. So, um, what a great place to great place to put it. I mean, I love chicken, so maybe mm. I'm a nerd. 
if I if you're brave enough to let the internet on purpose amend an asset that you've created, then I'm all for it. it takes bravery, yeah. we'll always get good results, but some controversial ones. Nice. That one got a bit longer, but it's okay. Oh, so time keeping. Yeah. Next up, the old Aunt Bessie's heart shaped Yorkshire puddings. It's just a bit meh, isn't it? Uh, it's like... safe, isn't it? <laughs> It's safe. I think it's cheating. I, I think people, people love Aunt Bessie. They don't know who she is, but she, she, she like is, is in the, everybody's homes and she makes delicious Yorkshire puddings and they made some pictures with some heart-shaped ones and you're like, yeah, fair yeah. enough. I know what I want from Aunt Bessie's. I want Yorkshire puddings in the shape of dicks for Valentine's Day. That's what I want. Bessie, that, you prune. That gets you. That gets you into the front of the book. The front, yeah. You are in the front ten pages of the news section of the newspaper. Yeah. If you do Yorkshire puddings, tasted like sorry, not <laughs> <laughs> tasted like not tasted like shaped. <laughs> That's not for me. Put That's not for me. <laughs> God forbid, should Aunt Bessie's ever ask my agency to bitch for their work. <laughs> that leads me to your next one. Quite nice. We move on. We, yeah, we <laughs> reading that precedent. <laughs> <laughs> we move. We move on swiftly to the next one. What is it, Tobes? Uh, it's the Marks and Spencer's love sausage. Uh, this one's landed on me. Um, I look. I think it's just an innuendo and a bit of a stupid joke. Uh, and also, apparently, eggs weren't included. Oh, I hate that because it's this beautiful photo of a heart-shaped sausage, but there's eggs in the middle. And if they're not included, I'm not interested. See, I was a huge fan of the love sausage until I heard about the lack of eggs. But the, one of the thing I actually really liked about it is they just. They just hit it bang on, good old-fashioned media drop, sent them out to all of the consumer journalists who were all tweeting about it. It was really silly. A bit, it's not what people kind of expect from Marks and Spencer's. No, I'd like to see Art Bessie take a leaf out of the Marks and Spencer's playbook when it comes to Valentine's Day, personally. It's such a tightrope because I love innuendos, but I don't want our jobs to just become like, who can make the best dick joke? <laughs> yeah, who are Art Bessie? PR smut. Yeah. So we're moving on to the next one. It's Lush. What do people think? Uh... It's Go. fun, it's zeitgeisty, it's millennial. The article in the Metro we were talking about earlier is the best thing I've read this week. This was the, Big fan. just to be clear, the, the it was emoji bath bombs, the, the little peach and the aubergine. So basically, dick in an ass yeah. is what it was meant to look like. Yeah, and the Metro article is just instructing people that um, they definitely shouldn't be used as dildos, which was informative for everyone. I'm sure lots of people were confused about that. Oh, just class. Yeah, just great. <laughs> Campaign's fine, but did they see that coming? Yeah, did no. Did they see that coming? That's a nice one. You're, as, as, a, as a PR, when you're doing your little roundup for media articles, and you see that, you're like, great, I haven't pitched that, but I've landed it and I'm going to yeah. claim it. That's the last bullet point on the coverage report now, isn't it? Well, we got all this coverage that says our campaign's good and there was also one about yeah. <laughs> not using it once at all. So we haven't kept to our strict 30-second time over. We've been within a minute. Okay. And it's our last one. What is it, Toby? Oh, Poundland engagement rings. Ron Silver the campaign. Yeah, funny. Um, I think they sold like 20,000 in the run-up to Valentine's Day, which is pretty astonishing for what is ultimately a novelty. Mm. Although maybe not so novelty. I read that someone proposed with it, the, oh, one of great. the bling rings last Saturday. Cute. Yeah. yeah. 20,000 pounds. Easy maths. Um, Online wedding. Mm. Oh yeah. my God, they should capitalise on that. They should get in touch with the people and stock their stuff. Yeah. I bet you could wedding. actually do it. I bet you could pull together a fairly decent wedding with just stuff from Poundland. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> he says, nail in the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forever single. God, God, yeah. <laughs> God um, help your, your prospects. 
that was the Valentine's lightning round. As we said, it was, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun stuff, isn't it? We chance. will, if this ever lands up on the internet, post a link to a roundup with all those uh, videos so you can have a look at them uh, after the pod. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, um, no, it's, it's a bit of fun, isn't it, Valentine's? It's, uh, it's a chance for brands to express themselves. It's lovely. Exactly. And then a final point on AOB uh, was inspired by a, an article I saw in the Times earlier this week, which was concerning a plant-based or vegan cheese shop that has recently opened in Brixton Market, uh, which is one of my favourite places in London, I might add, uh, called La Fomagerie, and it was essentially around the, 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 a bit of an uproar. Uh, so this, the, yeah, this vegan cheese shop has opened, and basically a load of, of kind of dairy, so I think it was, you know, dairy, British Dairy Association has lodged a complaint, essentially saying we, we're not comfortable with... Um, with this being classed as cheese, because cheese, you know, inherently is is dairy, involves dairy, it's not proper cheese. And then the article was kind of that, and it was about how it was these two, I think it was two sisters who opened the shop, um, and kind of their response. And I saw it, and I was reading it, and my overwhelming thing was like, what an amazing piece of PR. Mm. Like, it, it tells the story of the business, you know, it talks about what they do. You know, it's talk about how, you know how about how you know for for vegans or for people who can't eat dairy, it's really difficult to find like a load of other. There are apparently loads of artisanal plant-based cheeses, and it's difficult to get them all in one place. And where better than Brixton Market? Like, I was like, this is amazing. It's like, it's like I was like, as a PR, I couldn't have placed this better myself. So the question I'll put to you is. Do we think that? Um, do we think that basically, you know, a, 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 a really on it news or consumer reporter at the Times has kind of seen this story about, you know, Dairy UK or the Dairy Association kind of giving up a fuss and has gone to them, or do we think a Wiley PR or one of these girls has has seen that that they are kind of in these, you know, there is this discussion and has kind of taken it as like, do you want to write about? What do we think? I personally think if I found out about the complaint. In their position, I would would consider taking it to mm. a paper on the basis that, like you, like their their shop name is La Fomagerie. It's clear to everybody what they're up to, and it's a chance at PR, like you said. Yeah. But I'm finding it hard to draw lessons from this example of like how to replicate that kind of success. Because firstly, I think they definitely benefited from being cheese, like or something so British mm. and so like easy to talk about. It's not easy to drum up public support for any kind of business. The fact that it's a fake cheese or, or also that it's an ethical cheese is, mm. makes their life easier. So I don't think this is a, like a, a situation that PRs can replicate, not that anyone was saying that it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel it's I feel it's the lucky break they've capitalised yeah. on. I, just think, I mean, I don't know people their backgrounds, I don't know if people them come from... PR or advertising, which would... One of them worked for Marks and Spencer is the thing I remember. Mm. That's all I know. But, you know, in terms of, I mean, their, their argument's solid. They very clearly say they are a plant-based cheesemonger. It's like someone complaining that, you know, about gluten-free bread. It's, it, it's, what it, like, it's what it says on the tip. It's not, I don't think there's much of a, a real argument against people being lulled in by false advertising. Um, but I do, you know, I read about it as well before you mentioned it, and I want to go there now. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I will definitely go. I mean, I'm... I absolutely love normal cheese, but <laughs> I will I will be going there. And I think no, Toby, you're right. It's, it's difficult when it's kind of it seems like more opportunity 
opportunistic stuff. It's difficult to know to be like, how can we replicate it? How can we learn? But I suppose what it does say is that when there is, um, I think so often when when you're pushing out a story, it's one point of view and it's one line, and it's like talk about our opinion on this. It just shows the value of when you can have a story that is that is two sided, like a discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be bitter. It doesn't have to be controversial. It's just a discussion showing both sides is is interesting. Um, so yeah, no. Best of luck to them. I uh, next time I'm in Brixton, I'll be I'll be dropping by, and maybe I'll ask them. Might so, be a gap in the market as well for setting up fake, boring regulatory <laughs> agencies or bodies. Like if you're promoting a thing that doesn't already have like a a dairy UK equivalent, you can find someone set up the agency, build up a couple of followers on Twitter, and lodge a in the end of the day yeah. fake. <laughs> complaint about your company knowing full well that you then as the company can make a real stand and get some press yeah so yeah no that was a good point to end on I think that's all we've got for today um, it's been some good stuff there's been some smut some uh, uh, a few cheeky laughs at Paddy Pan some real advertising beauty from Ridley Scott oh thanks for having me guys great Oh, well, thank you for coming, Abby. I mean, I hadn't actually thanked you for coming until you said that, but no, you, uh, but you, I was going to thank you. We are. (laughs) No, that was class. Cheers. Thanks, guys. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Go on. Bye.